0: Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the personal development podcast for authors, entrepreneurs, and career professionals who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around good guy, Ted Fells.
1: Happy Monday. Happy, happy Monday.
0: Happy Monday. So, Ted, you know, this is the point where I, I announce, you know, how many episodes we have and we feel pretty good about ourselves. But after talking backstage with our guests, we we may need to uh, pick up the pace. <laughs> right, right,
1: right, right, right. Get, we, ain't done that. We, we haven't done anything.
0: We, we just, we've been just playing with this thing, it seems like. Apparently. You know, this is like episode 137, and I'm you know, I'm feeling pretty good. And then you talk to somebody that's on episode number 770.
2: Wow. You, guys, 770. you guys still, though, 120-something, that's in the vast, like you're in the small percentage of people who ever make it there. So I think that's awesome.
0: No, that's, that's for sure. I mean, 137 is better than the, the average of what? 20 episodes
2: episodes 7 and 21
0: usually people will call it quits yeah yeah but no but your your story is really interesting just talking to you and i had a chance to talk to your partner We'll, we'll give you a formal introduction here i just want to really set the stage for what the people are going to get because this is again this is one of those episodes that's going to take away people's excuses You know how people say, I can't do this because I got this challenge, I got that challenge. Excuse busters. Yeah, right. This is the excuse busting episode. Excuse (laughs) busters. That's right. So After you listen and watch this, you'll say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and make it happen. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. But, But this is not your everyday podcast, as you can probably tell by now. Uh, We we do things a little different here on the 30-Minute Hour podcast. You can watch us live uh, on Facebook, on YouTube, and LinkedIn. Um, You can also check us out on IGTV. Shout out to those of you that are watching us on the 30-Minute Hour Instagram page and checking us out right now on IGTV. And then later, you can go back and listen to this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or any of those places you like to get your content. And our goal is we want you to laugh, we want you to learn, and we want you to level up. And if you feel like we've accomplished those things, make sure you share the show. That's share right. the show. <laughs> That's right.
1: Share
0: the show. Your, don't, don't keep this a secret. Make sure you uh, spread the love and and share the show. And then don't forget about the What Now Movement. Don't forget to join the What Now Movement Facebook group if you haven't done so already. And keep in mind that today is Marketing Monday. All right. So, Ted? Yes, Eric? I've got something that's on my mind. Please share, Eric. All right. So, so I want to talk to you as we introduce our guest about the difference between you and your next level. Let me talk about that. The difference between you and your next level. I mean, what is the difference, right? And, and as I think about that question, uh, it reminds me of this time, fairly recently I, I went and I took my daughter to the circus and I, I noticed the biggest and most powerful animal that I saw was the elephant, right? now I noticed that the, this elephant, it, it was held in place by like this small chain and this little stick that was nailed to the ground, this huge elephant, and, and I, I just wondered, I'm like, well, why doesn't this big elephant just break it free and just stomple everybody and go run to freedom, right? You, you could easily do that. So after asking Alexa, Ted, I, I discovered that it was it was all it all started when the elephant was a baby. you are talking about why wouldn't the elephant just run? when it's only this little chain. So the elephant was a little baby. The trainers would actually tie the chain to the elephant's leg and, and put the stick in the ground.
2: Mm. And,
0: and then watch the infant struggle to break free. And, and the struggle conditioned the babe to believe that it wasn't strong enough to break the chain. And wow. it, just, it just stayed with him as he became an adult. So as a result, this elephant grows into one of the most powerful animals on the planet and it still holds on to this limiting story from its past. Mm. So so here's the big takeaway. There's a reason I told you that story. You know, we're talking about the difference between you and your next level. This is where we really need you to focus in. We need people, we need your undivided attention. If you're driving, we just need you to pull over to the side of the road. Exercising, we need you to press pause on the treadmill. Ted, is there anything else we need the people to do?
1: Kevin, you got to put the ham sandwich down. This is the time. No matter how good the sandwich is, you need to put it down.
2: Hands-free. Ready to roll.
1: It's about to get good.
2: It's about to get good.
0: good. You got, got to put the ham sandwich down. Here's the big takeaway. We're talking about the difference between you and your next level. Here it is. The difference between you and your next level is the story that you keep telling yourself. Hmm, hmm, I think that bears repeating. The difference between you and your next level is the story you keep telling yourself. Wow. I get it, Dif- I, get it. I get it. I mean, as with the elephant, you know, a limiting story can just keep you stuck, right? And so, I mean, this really ties into our guest today. So our guest, he helps people to get unstuck Mm. and get to the next level of their lives. As you can see right behind our guest, he's got a picture of next level university. So so we're gonna go ahead and talk about him here. So at the time, so so first the story starts with Kevin sitting on the edge of his bed debating suicide. Wow. And at the time, he was in his mid-20s, had a beautiful girlfriend, a high-paying job, a sports car, and a dream body. So this experience inspired him to go all in on self-improvement, to overcome his anxiety and his depression, and today, he's the host of a podcast with 770 episodes with hundreds of thousands of downloads in over a hundred ca- in a hundred countries, show sure. off. I know, right? Sure. <laughs> Insert hater here. <laughs> now he's, uh, get this, Ted. This will make you feel better. He's yeah. given a hundred speeches and had the opportunity to do hundreds of coaching calls. Wow. He's on a mission to help people get unstuck and get to the next level of their lives. Please join me in welcoming to the 30-Minute Hour Podcast, Kevin Palmieri.
2: Thank you so much for the, the wonderful introduction. I love all of the amazing things that go with the podcast and the 700 episodes and all that. But one of the reasons I do what I do is so people can understand that When I started this, we had zero episodes, just like everybody else. The first year, we had 1,500 downloads. The first year, we had 1,500, and now we get that in a day. But that's because we put in the reps and and the consistency and all of that stuff. So I appreciate all of the love, but I want to make sure that people understand that I was the same as you. I am the same as you. I just have a very big goal that forces me to, to keep leveling up.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. So you said fifteen hundred for the first like, and you, were you recording weekly?
2: Yep, one a week. Wow.
0: Now that, I'm telling you, that's a word of encouragement because there's yeah. somebody that's got fifteen hundred episodes after their first year, or fourteen or thirteen hundred, and they're ready to throw in the towel.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's an important distinction that like early on in any journey, you're kind of not good yet. You kind of suck. Like I just wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't that good. So. So I wasn't able to attract a a lot of listens, right? Alan and I just weren't that good. We didn't have that much life experience. I hadn't read all the books. So understand early in your journey, it's a really good time for you to go screw things up because there's not many people watching. You know, my first speech was in front of 40 people. So if I screwed that up, there's only 40 people there, not 400 or 4,000. So it's good. It's good to get the kinks out early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But now so you went from that to what you're doing now. And having all the success, but I really want to set the stage for people. Um, let's kind of roll back the clock. So in your early career, let's talk about the progression that resulted in you. So early in your career, you had this high paying job. You had this sports car. You had the world by the tail. Let's talk about like, what were you doing that led up to that point?
2: It's honestly, I, I feel like I genuinely got lucky. Um hmm. When I graduated high school, all of my friends went away to college and I was training to fight. I wanted to fight in the UFC. That was like my goal. So I was training jujitsu and Muay Thai and all of this stuff Mm -hmm. while working at a gas station. I decided, you know what? I don't want to do this gas station thing anymore. I went and cleaned toilets at a hospital. Then I went Mm -hmm. and drove a truck. Then I drove a forklift. Then I went to the fire academy. Then I did construction. And I was doing all of these different things. And I felt really trapped. Mm -hmm. And I felt really stuck. During my time in the fire academy, my girlfriend at the time said, Hey, my aunt works at this place that helps people get jobs. Like you should go take this course. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. Like, we'll see what happens. I walk in and the lady said, Hey, I'm going to connect you with this company here. They pay really well. Your personality is a great fit. They'll love you. She said, the only thing is there's travel involved. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, your first job is going to be in Delaware. And for me, I live in Massachusetts, so that's an eight-hour ride. She said, but the benefit is you're going to be making anywhere from 40 to $90 an hour. And I was like, I'm in. So all I had to do was, was take this course, and they literally connected me. I went and met the boss, and two weeks later, I was driving down to Delaware with a man I'd only met one time doing a job I had never done. I was, I was very blessed because the owners of this company didn't really care if you had experience they cared if you had personality, work ethic, and a willingness to learn. And I was, I was hungry. And not just in terms of ambition. When we got to Delaware, I didn't have enough money to buy food. I bought bread, deli meat, chips, and I found the closest gym. And that was, that was all I ate for the first week. I just had deli sandwiches. But that, that's I feel like I got lucky. And then I earned it. I earned it. I kept showing up. But it was no it wasn't me studying. It wasn't me having a a connection. It was, it was purely luck. I believe.
0: So, so what was it that led you to this rock bottom moment? Sounds like things are going pretty well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was 25, I'd been doing the job for a couple of years and I just did a bodybuilding show and anybody watching who's ever done any fitness competitions, it's brutal, especially like I was really lean and I lost a lot of weight and I was just physically unhealthy And my girlfriend at the time said, hey, Kev, I want to go to California. We should go. I want to go chase my dreams. And here I am now, self-improvement, Kevin, helping people, empowering people. I said, no, I don't think we should do it. Here's a list of excuses and reasons why. Just Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs, fixed mindset, scarcity. And she gave me a couple chances. And she ended up coming to me one day and saying, hey, I'm not happy. I haven't seen any changes over the last few months. It's time for me to go. And that was my initial rock bottom of, okay, my girlfriend left me, work was slow, I was anxious, I was depressed, and then for the first time in my life, I had to look in the mirror of, you're not nearly as confident as you think, and you're not nearly as confident as people think. People see the tattoos, the loud car, the muscles, but inside, I was super insecure. I was super scarce. I was super afraid. And when she left me, that was when I got into personal development. I was 25 years old when I got into personal development, like late 2025. So she left and I started digging into positive affirmations and Tony Robbins and rich dad, poor dad. And it was like, oh, this is awesome. Every night before I went to bed, I would say that I'm grateful and I am handsome. I'm talented. I'm worthy. And this year I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life. I leaned on that last one heavy. And the end of that next year, when I was 26, I had been on the road for 10 months out of 12. So I worked in New Jersey. I worked in Delaware. I worked in Virginia. I worked in New York. I worked in Connecticut. I was in hotels every single week. And I'm not, not, these aren't nice hotels. These are the Red Roof Inn, you know, roaches, blood on the walls, sometimes some pretty sketchy areas. And wait, wait,
0: blood on the walls.
2: Yes. Yeah, there was a place in Connecticut that was there was blood on the walls and there were like heroin needles like yeah. outside of yeah. the parking lot. Yeah.
1: I would I would have heard I would have heard that voice from the horror movie that said, get
2: out. Yes, yes. But yeah. the money the money was good. So in my mind it's like I'm willing to you know, I'm making ninety dollars an hour. Like I'm willing to pay the price for that's a lot of money. I never thought I was gonna make mm-hmm. that. Right? I was made the most I ever made before that, I think, was fifteen. So for me it was just this I'm all in on this. Like I'll, I'll risk my life if I have to. So at the end of that year, I, again, on the road for 10 months out of 12, only home for Saturday and half a Sunday and back out. And just, I'm single. I'm just making a lot of money, but I'm really still not like super happy. So I'm sitting at my, my table and I didn't have any kitchen chairs because my girlfriend took them and I never got any new ones. So I'm standing at my table and I'm opening my final pay stub of the year. My goal was to make six figures. Can I make six figures at 26 with no college degree, like just earning it? And I did, but I had another one of those moments of, oh, I did it again. I put so much emphasis on external stuff and I'm still miserable. So Mm. I realized in that moment for most of my life, I had been living unconsciously. I wanted to live hyper-consciously. I started a podcast called Hyperconscious. That's now Next Level University. And overnight, I stopped caring about the money as much. So every Mm -hmm. time I had to go to New Jersey and drive five hours, it got harder. Every time I had to work 3 to 11, it got harder. Every time I had to stay overnight or stay the weekend, it got harder. I started calling out of work. I started showing up late. I started leaving early. I'd have to be in New Jersey at 7 a.m. I would sleep in my bed from 10 p.m. until 1 a.m., get up and drive five, five and a half hours, work an eight-hour day, then go to the gym. On Fridays, I get up, went to the gym. Worked an eight-hour day and then drove five to eight hours home, depending on the traffic. That was my, that was my life, and it was just miserable. I wanted a podcast. I wanted to, I wanted freedom. I wanted to be my own boss, and I Mm -hmm. just kept making excuses of why I wouldn't do it. And so, as Eric mentioned, one day, it's early morning. It's winter. I'm in New Jersey. I, I can remember the exact hotel room. I know exactly the setup of it. And I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and I'm lacing up my work boots and the best way to explain it is there's 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And they all have a different channel on one saying you're stuck here forever. One saying, if you're, if you leave, what is your family going to think? What will your friends think? Do you ever think you can make a hundred dollars an hour again? And the loudest one is, do you really think you could be a successful podcaster? And in that moment, I genuinely felt like if I ended my life, I ended all of my problems. And this wasn't the first time I felt that this was the most serious time. But I ended up texting Alan, who at the time was just a friend of mine. And I said, hey, man, I'm really going through it. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't feel good. I'm, I'm having some really bad thoughts. And he said, Kev, you've changed so much over the last few years, but your environment hasn't. I think we need to make a change. And then, you know, two or three months later, I left my job and I went full time into speaking, podcasting, coaching and consulting. And again. I was telling Eric this early in the, in the preamble before we came on, I didn't make any money for a couple of years. So I don't Mm -hmm. ever advise anybody, you know, goes and does that. It's a dangerous, risky game that puts you in a lot of pressure and there's a lot of uncertainty, but I'm so glad I did it because now I get to do, I get to do this every single day on episode seven of my podcast. Back when I was doing it myself, it was literally called chase your effing dreams. That was the title, not the best title in the world, but on that episode.
1: It was pretty pretty clear though. It was pretty
2: clear. I was trying to, I was trying to make it known. No
1: question. What is he really, what is he, where's he really going with
2: this? It
1: was pretty clear.
2: I appreciate it. And on that episode, I said, (laughs) what do I want in my future? I want to wake up when I want. I want to go to bed when I want. I want to podcast with amazing people when I want. I want to go to the gym when I want. And I want to spend time with my friends and my family. I want to be my own boss. And here we are 700 and, 60 episodes later. And that is my reality. And I'm just so grateful. It's take, it's the hardest thing ever. Mm. This, this journey. And I want to be transparent, honest. This journey has taken pieces of me that I will never get back. Genuinely. The hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, anxiety attacks on the floor in a hotel in Florida, like anxiety attacks in Arizona at a Brendan Burchard event, the most difficult thing I've ever done, but it's also the most fulfilling. And I believe I survived so I could do this. And you know, my, my story my journey that might've taken somebody else's life. So I have a very unique opportunity that I have to, I have to keep earning. Wow.
0: So uh, what was it specifically about podcasting? I mean, you had, you're making this money. You've realized that this wasn't it, but, but what was it about? What what drew you to podcasting specifically?
2: It was the first thing i had ever done that didn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not getting paid to do this. Mm -hmm. I just love it. Right, you guys aren't getting paid to do, or maybe you are. I hope you are, but I just love doing it. I think I think
1: Eric's getting paid.
2: Is he, hold, is he he's holding? withholding it from you. Kid? I think Eric's been
1: holding. Now I think Eric gets a check. I'm not getting paid, so I understand exactly what you're saying, Kevin. But Eric just picked up this new Ferrari the other day, and I'm like,
2: you know, dude,
1: like, what's going on?
2: <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. I love, I love the fact that I can impact people for free right? Mm. 770 episodes for free. You don't have to pay a dime for any of that. My goal is to be the person I needed when I was at my lowest point. I grew up without a father. Um, Mm. I didn't have any positive role models really. Like my mom and grandmother were great, but I didn't really have any male role models. Mm. There was a lot of ego. And uh, you know, Alan and I are trying to bring holistic self-improvement to people with a, a very little ego of, look, I screw up. I make mistakes all the time. I just want to keep going and I know that each and every one of you watching and listening can be a next level version of yourself. No matter where you are, there's a next level for me, for you guys, for everybody. And I just, I'm passionate about helping people find that. Wow.
0: So so you just went all in on personal development and started thinking differently. So, so what's something that you used to think about business or life that you no longer believe to be true now?
2: Uh, first thing is I am the way I am forever. Like regarding my life, I didn't understand a growth mindset. I didn't know you could change. I didn't understand the importance of learning. I didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. It was like this disconnect of what's the point of learning. That was, that was a really, that was a really difficult thing for me to grasp. And then in business, and this is a hard one, not everybody's time is as valuable as other people's in terms of, the certain thing that they're doing. Hmm. Like Alan, his time is more valuable than mine in this journey because his he's more capable than I am. Hmm. It just is that way. And, and I want to be humble enough to admit that. Now that doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm not valuable intrinsically. But an hour of Alan's time is worth more to our business because of his visionary thinking than mine hmm. is. That's okay. I'm okay with being a number two in that. So I think that's an important distinction, too, is like. You don't have to be number one to get number one results. If you're a humble number two, you, you can really crush it.
0: Can you say that again? I thought that, that's tweetable. You don't have <laughs> to be number one. Say that again. I think people need to hear that.
2: You don't have to be number one to get number one results. You can just be a humble number two.
1: Mm. Hmm. That's awesome. No, that's, that, no, I understand exactly what you're saying there because if you're winning, right, you're winning. mm mm-hmm. Right, but some people you know they want to be the one with the name and lights and all of that and you know i'm sure you know you think about you know i guess michael jordan and scotty pippen right you know you know they, you, you, everybody's out trying to get the new jordans they're not out trying to get the new Pippins. <laughs> they're just they're just not the goat they, you know never hear scotty in the mix with as a goat but scotty has just as many Championship rings is Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah, so- and, and that's a great
0: point, Kid, because that's- if you ever talk to my you ever hear Michael Jordan do an interview, he always says they wouldn't have had those rings without Pippen. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Yeah, just, it, it's it's yeah. so important to understand your unique strengths. Like I'm mm-hmm. not a visionary human being. I just I'm not good at predicting what's gonna happen in the future or reverse engineering it. I'm really mm-hmm. good at taking action when I have certainty. Now you tell yeah. me to do something, I'll just do it. That's the way I am. But I also, on the other end, I understand the importance of the emotional intelligence I've helped Alan with. And mm. it's just, it's a give and take. And I think it's just, if you spend time around people who are character-driven with low humility, you'll really actually feel good about yourself because you'll get the credit you deserve. Mm. You know, not everybody is comfortable giving credit. And it's it's difficult if you're if you're self-conscious or if you're insecure, it's hard to, lift somebody else up. But when you're lifting somebody else up, you're also also lifting yourself if you're connected mm. to
1: them. Wow.
0: A great point. So there, there's somebody that's watching us or listening to us right now. Who's in a rock bottom moment.
2: Mm.
0: So what, based on your experience, what advice do you have
2: for that person? I would get crystal clear on what you've been doing that has given you the results you have right now. And honestly, it's a small shift. I, I think it's, That's why I always try to make the point of like episode one sucked. My first speech sucked. My first coaching call I did for free. I wasn't charging. Like I was doing everything for free. I just had to make a small change in what I was taking in. So if you feel like you're at rock bottom, you need to like, don't go with the emotional side of you that says you're stuck. Go with the logical side that says, if you try something new today, you will get a new result. You will get a new output based on your inputs. I think you have to take responsibility for where you are. You have to give yourself grace and then you have to stay committed to like, look, I'm going to get 1% better. Just 1%. That's it. If, if you're out of shape and you want to get in shape, it's not going to happen in a week. Maybe put on your shoes and walk for a minute. It's a great place to start. Two minutes the next day, three minutes, focus on small consistency over these giant changes. Um, And I would say stop playing the comparison game. That's Hmm. something that that haunted me. And honestly, it doesn't haunt me anymore, but I look at Joe Rogan's, I look at Brenda Burchard's, Gary V's, Tony Robbins, and say like, oh my God, 500 million, a billion downloads. Like, my goodness, we got a long way to go. At this point, it motivates me, but at one point it, it paralyzed me. So stop playing the comparison game unless it's a comparison with who you used to be. Because that's the only reality you know. I could take a picture in front of Eric's Ferrari tomorrow, and say look this is mine right.
1: that's mine. it, that's it. Mine. So you could post, post it and everything right you know? yeah no those are those are great points you know we had a i guess my mind is going blank right now that said one time and eric you'll i'm sure you'll remember because you remember everything right so i'll put you on the spot right um that said that rock bottom is the best foundation to build upon mm-hmm. yeah. you remember who that was eric i I'm not thinking of it right now, but I remember that episode. That guy in the UK. Yeah, I think it was
0: probably the Phil. Show. Probably like, Phil Palucci.
1: Phil, Phil, yeah, Phil. Phil. Phil.
0: Phil. Yeah. And,
1: he said, and he said rock bottom is the best foundation to to build upon. And that really kind of got to me when I heard that. I was like, yeah, like you're there, like you're at rock bottom. Like you can't, you know, you're at that low point. Now you just start making those moves to start, you know, coming up. Right. At that point you set in your mind, okay, I'm gonna come up and like you said, Kevin, I'm gonna if it just starts with just walking. Yeah, right. It's, it's brick by brick. Yeah. Brick,
2: brick by brick. You gotta think of it. One of the one of the jobs I forgot to mention, one of my jobs, I was a personal trainer. When I got hired as a personal trainer, they hired me because I didn't have any bad habits to break. So to them, I was kind of like not rock bottom, but I was easily moldable. And yeah. if you're out there, you I think Personal development, self-improvement as is is as much about unlearning, like you spoke about, Eric, the conditioning, the baby elephant. It's about unlearning just as much, if not more, than it is learning. Because Mm. you have, for me, I had 26 years of learning that I already did that probably was misinformed. I'm spending time now unlearning that stuff while trying to learn new stuff. Self-improvement, personal development, you're going to learn a lot about a lot. You're going to learn more about yourself than anything else for sure, which is painful, but necessary.
0: So I, There's something I say to people, and they always give me a strange look. I always say that it's a good, like being in, like you hate your job or you hate where you are in your business. I actually think that's a really good thing. Hmm. You feel like you're in a rock bottom place at your job. You feel like you're in a rock bottom. I think it's good because it's going to motivate you to move and take action. And change because a lot of times if things are going pretty well, if you're comfortable, you're less likely to change.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, we call it the pain pleasure pendulum. So (laughs) if you go all the way to F, no, you're willing to go all the way to F yes. But it's one of those things of, and this was me all the time. I'd go into work on Monday and it would just be soul sucking. It's like, Oh, this, I can't do this. And I'm thinking like, you know what? I'm quitting. I'm done. Tuesday I wake up. It's a little bit better. You know, it's not as bad as Tuesday, Wednesday's hump day, Thursday's almost Friday, Friday we're partying. So then I forget about it. If you don't take action, when the pain is great enough, some of the pain subsides and then you get stuck. Like you said, or you get stuck in between and you're just going from kind of crappy to decent, kind of crappy to decent. But then you have one of those days where it's like, you know what? I'm never doing this again. You're far more likely to, as long as you can use it constructively. If you can use your pain constructively or your discomfort or your uncertainty or your discouragement, if you can use it constructively, that's great. Um, but if you let it become part of who you are as a human, then it can weigh you down.
0: So you're, uh, you're the host of the Next Level University. So, like, how did you guys, you said it was named something else originally. Yeah. How did you come up with the next level university name?
2: That is a great question. Uh, One of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, we were on an Instagram live with him. And he said, you guys have an awesome show. You guys are both super talented. I didn't even remember the name of your podcast. And we were like, oh my God, that is painful. And he's like, you guys need to change your name. Like nobody knows what hyperconscious is. And we're like, okay, this is the power of a, a, a good mentor. So Alan and I were like, okay, what do we think? Like, what are we? Who are we? And we say next level a lot. Like, oh this it's next level if you want to get to the next level and we said well what are we doing like we're teaching people so what about next level university and then the other part of this is we're building our website to be like an online campus eventually so it's going to be like an actual online university where we'll have health we'll have wealth we'll have love you know we'll have different business things so it really worked out quite nicely in terms of rebranding I was terrified to rebrand but we've actually had more listens since we did because I think people actually know what it means and nobody knows what hyperconscious is. Shout out to Evan oh. Carmichael for that. Yeah.
0: So, and you've gone on record 770 episodes, like we said at the beginning. Like how many episodes did it take before you felt like you were getting traction and you felt like this was starting to be a success?
2: Um, It took me personally 150 before I felt confident. That's I'll tell you that. I would say probably, probably like 400 before I really felt like we were onto something. Because the problem is we didn't didn't really niche. Like we were super wide. Like we're just talking about self-improvement, personal development. And there's so many places to get that. As we started niching and like really leaning into our specific strengths and being who we are as humans, I think for a long time, we were basing our content based on what we thought people needed to hear now it's based on what we think people need to hear that we actually would say heart driven but no BS like i want to i want to speak from the heart but i don't want to i don't want to sugarcoat it i don't want to lie i won't tell you it was easier than it was so i think it took that long because we sucked at marketing genuinely and we weren't good at niching which is that's something i tell people now like niche you can't over niche it's really hard to over niche
0: so talk about how have you niched? So you you're in the personal development lane. How did you get more specific?
2: Yeah, so we now primarily we cater to early entrepreneurs. So it's basically when we have a guest on, we talk to that guest about their area of expertise. I don't if you're not an expert in relationships, I don't want to talk about relationships with you. It's nothing against you. I want to make sure our audience is getting your expertise. So we just had Mike Kim on recently. Mike Kim is a branding and marketing specialists. We talked about branding and marketing. So I think for us, it was changing the understanding of who we were speaking to. Early on, it was emotionally driven women, for sure. That was our demographic. Then it started to shift to early entrepreneurs who are women. Now it's, at this point, early to mid entrepreneurs, probably 60, 40 women to men. So the, the more specific you know your audience, the more specific you can speak to them. So it's just been purely getting very specific on content and making it like just it's like instead of in, instead of a wide base, it's a it's a very like it's a silo. This episode, you will learn this. This episode, you will learn this. So we're just getting wildly specific, scarily at times.
0: And so and since you've gotten more niche, you noticed your following is picked up the downloads yeah. are picked up.
2: Because what what happens is anybody out there, any content creator, when you create content based on who you are as a human being, based on your truth, you will attract people to that frequency. So if I started talking about football and Eric and Ted love football, they might listen to me, right? So you have to figure out what is your channel and then you have to produce content on that channel. That would be appropriate. MTV. MTV. Music videos for the longest time. When you go to MTV, you know what you're getting, right? Um, ESPN, you know what you're getting. Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, you know what you're getting. So you have to make sure that your channel has the right shows on it. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people want to play like the Joe Rogan game of, I just want to have conversations. And that's great. But you got to understand, Joe Rogan had a brand long before his podcast. So a lot of that is virality versus actual content. (laughs)
0: Interesting. Interesting. So you've had some pretty big names on your show. I mean, talk, talk about some of the kind of celebrity people you've had.
2: Well, I think, I think in our, in our silo, they're probably considered somewhat celebrities, but outside, you know, if, if nobody's ever heard of self-improvement, they probably not heard of a lot of our guests. Um, Dean Graziosi is a big one. He does speeches with Tony Robbins. He's connected to Tony. We've had Tony's son. Um, Jerrick robbins on the show a couple times evan carmichael who's very big on on youtube lori harder chris harder uh, our mentor david Meltzer has been on our show i don't know a bunch of times probably a dozen at this point those are those are the real big ones we've had um we've had a billionaire who's a billionaire his name was brian Sidorsky. he was on a while ago i'm trying to think i'm sure there's probably a bunch of other ones but those are those are the, the bigger names we've had on
0: So so out of the 770 episodes, which one stands out to you as like the most memorable?
2: Hmm. I would say episode number 100, probably. Again, we weren't good. It's probably not a great, valuable episode. But I never expected to get that far. Like I said, I'm not a visionary. So when I started this, it was like, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I think 100, then pro 100, 300, 500, 700. Because 100, episode 100, we were podcasting in Alan's sister's old bedroom. And we had just a black backdrop. There was, like, no lights. Our camera sucked. And we had a skeleton with a tank top on that said hyperconscious. We called him Steve McQueen. He was our, like, mascot. Episode 300, we were in Alan's mom's basement. And then episode 500, we had a studio we had this studio and now, now we're actually debating on getting rid of it because we can just podcast from home and we have really nice home offices now. So it it might not be worth it. So that progression is what really motivates me. And that's what I'm most proud of is how far we've come in really four and a half years.
0: So so you say you suck, let's say at episode 100. So like, when you were doing it, did you think you sucked at the time? Or did, were you like, man, I'm pretty good at this?
2: <laughs> I th- I thought we were, but it's interesting. And, and we have a very, us as podcasters, we have a very unique opportunity to look back on our old work. And when I look back, I can sense the ego of like, I thought I knew everything and I didn't know anything back then. Um, and maybe I'll look back on this in 500 episodes and say like, oh my God, Kev, I can't believe you You couldn't connect those dots better, or you couldn't make that point. This is a great exercise. If you're out there and you're not a podcaster, you're not a speaker, you're not somebody who's on social media, take out your cell phone and do a video journal of where you are in your life right now. I'm 26. I just went through this breakup. My job's pretty good, but I really feel like there's something I could do to, that's more aligned. I have $7,000 in the bank. You know, I feel hopeless. I, he- I feel hopeful. And then check in on that. If you do that exercise, you can really see your actual growth. I think we fall into the law of familiarity a lot. You know, I remember when we, I set up this this studio, like I put this wall up and now I walk in here and I don't even notice it anymore. Like at one point I would have killed for this, but now it's just like normal.
0: Yeah, the reason I asked you that question was like, I'll look at things I've I've written, let's say, several years ago yeah. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Oh, that's terrible. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> but at the time I thought, man, you know, this is pretty witty. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good
2: though. That means you're growing, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you know, I
0: do. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, I, I think the other side of it is like, <clears throat> I remember one day I was getting ready for the gym at, and I was working in some other state and I was outside. We were at this hotel and somebody came up to me and said, Oh man, I used to look just like you. And it was like, First of all, I don't know what to say. Like, thank you or awesome or whatever. Like, thank you. I pre- If it's a compliment, I appreciate it. But it's like, though, I feel like a lot of times that's the, that's what people say is like, high school is the best year of your life. Like, college is the best year of your lives. And it's like, but what if... Isn't it empowering to think some of the best days of our lives have never happened? They haven't even mm-hmm. happened yet? Like, that's right. that's what I'm playing for of like, I'm glad <laughs> I sucked. I sucked last month worse than I do now, which is great. Like, that's the that's the growth. And I think it's the reps too. I have so many reps that it's like, of course you, you can find one that isn't good. And you'll find one of me misspeaking because it happens on every episode. We have such a fail forward mentality of like, I mean, at least I did it. At least I did it. And I learned something new. Let me take the lesson. Let me leave the pain and I'll just try to avoid that same mistake again. Mistakes are fine. I make mistakes every day. I just try to avoid the, the same ones.
1: You know, any, you know, and most of the things that we do, right? And we think that we're not that great. There's someone else that's looking at you and saying, wow, like, <clears throat> you know, just being a, you know, entrepreneur and just being in business for X amount of years, just some people will say, man, you've been in business for X amount of years. That's amazing. or you have your own office or you have your own website, like, and things like you said, Kevin, you said you just kind of come in and it's like, okay, you know, yeah, this is my studio and I'm not even thinking about it. There's someone else that, it's like, man, they just cannot imagine themselves being at that, at that level. And they're looking up to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of my, one of our clients said this to me one time. He said, Kev, the press is always wrong. You're never as good as they say you are. And you're never as bad as they say you are. And he's like, that's how you stay humble. You just understand that even when they tell you the best, you're not. And when they, they tell you the worst, you're not either. So it's like, it's an easy way to stay humble. You know,
1: good point. Good point.
0: Oh, for sure. So, so in addition to hosting the podcast, what are some of the other services that Next Level University offers?
2: So when it got to the point where I was like, we really need to make money with this and like $50 a call is just not going to cut it. Like we have bills. Um, somebody said to me, Kev, have you ever thought of producing podcasts for other podcasters? And I was like, nobody's going to pay for that. Like, Nobody wants to do that. And I ended up getting connected with somebody who said, hey, I'd love for you to pr- produce my show. So I built a a sister company called Next Level Podcast Solutions, where we have a done-for-you model where we do people's entire shows. Um, We do their YouTube. We do the audio editing, video editing, teaser clips, show notes, transcriptions, everything. So we have busy CEOs and entrepreneurs that come to us, and they say, look, I want to do this. This is the name of the podcast. You pick the art. You pick the music. Tell me what to do from here. And we have one client who he just crossed his 207th episode, and he's never – touched a piece of anything other than recording it, dropping it into a, a file, and we do the rest. So that's that's one of the things. Uh, we have one-on-one coaching. We have group coaching. We're actually planning on hosting our third event that we've hosted or co-hosted um, in February. So a big live <laughs> event. So we have a lot of different things that we're, we're doing, but it's very siloed. Next level podcast solutions, next level web solutions, next level social media, and the next level business solutions. So a little bit of everything.
0: I'm seeing a theme here, Kevin.
2: Nice <laughs> level. Yes, yeah. yes. We're trying to keep it on brand, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, you sure. did a great job. Sure. <laughs> so, talk to you, because I want people to really understand the hustle and the grind that's involved. You have, you have 770 episodes. How many episodes was it before you started making money and you started mo- really taking the monetizing game to the level?
2: Um, Man, I, I remember we made money, but it was like, you know, hundred bucks a week. That was probably like 300 in. Um, we're on track now to do we're, we're multi six figure now through the podcast, which is great. But again, 770, I would say before we started making actual money, it was probably 550. Now I'll, I'll i I want to put out a disclaimer. Alan is when it comes to mastery impact and money He's that order. He's mastery first, impact second. Alan will podcast under a bridge. He doesn't care. Like that's not what he's playing for. I am money, impact, mastery. So when Alan said, hey, Kev, I need you to be the person who leads the charge on money and empowered me to do that, that's when we started really leaning into it. And I'm really good at helping people and connecting with people. Alan's good at building the systems behind me. So I'll just get people and say like, all right, cool. What do we do now? And then we build the system. So you can make money a lot faster. And this is the other thing. I don't want sponsorships. We don't do sponsorships. We sponsor our own podcast. Um, So if you're a podcast right now has 10, 15, 20, 30, 50,000 downloads, you can get sponsorships on affiliates for sure. You can get people like GoFundMe, buy me a coffee, Patreon. You can make money with that. So there's definitely ways to make money with early podcasts. We're playing the uber, uber, uber long game where we won't do anything super short term, just for just for a dollar, that's just not how we're playing it. But th- yeah, fi- like 500 episodes, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So, so what is
0: it? So so what is it about not you saying you're not interested in podcast? I mean, in sponsorships at all? Mm-hmm. Talk about that.
2: For us, the lifetime value of a customer is way more valuable than somebody going in, you know, us getting 10% of a $10 product or something like that. So for us. We actually have a business built around the podcast. So if you come in, we have a price point for everybody. Like Maybe you can't afford $1,000 a month for podcast production, but you can afford a $50 course. Or you can come to our free book club, or you can watch our live podcast or listen to. So for us, it's more about creating a sustainable business than it is just creating money. We're trying to build brand at the top and business at the bottom. And I think we actually have the infrastructure to do that and add massive value throughout each. So for us, it really is like building the brand, building the brand's recognition, and then having a really, really good reputation for what we do. Always over-delivering. Always over-delivering. And it's just for us, I'd rather promote us. I'd just rather say, hey, we have a group coaching. We have this, we have this. Um, because I know what goes into that. And I'm I have a, I'm very protective of our community and our listeners, genuinely, um, because I listen to other podcasts that have seven ads before they start the show. And mm. I just – I wouldn't listen to it, so I don't expect yeah. anybody else to.
1: Well, good points. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So this is Next Level University. So, so I mean, what's next on horizon? horizon?
2: <laughs> um, so we just have – we have an app that's being built right now which is weird for me to say, because I never saw that coming. Um, what else? Honestly, for us, I, I want to do a million dollars between now and, and this time next year. That's what we're, we're pushing toward. Million dollars, million listens is the, is the goal. Just because at the end of the day, the more profitable we are, the more we can, we can give back. We have a, a nonprofit that we're creating called Next Level Hope Foundation, So Alan and I both grew up without fathers. His father passed away in a car accident when he was two. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad walked out on us when I was young. So we're going to rent out like, you know, either a, like an activity place or a field or whatever, go-karts or whatever it may be. And we're going to have something we do every year for young boys without fathers. And we'll try to get like a local celebrity to come and, and volunteer their time. So that's something we have coming and just doing events we want to start doing live events because I feel like that's you can really shift somebody's life if you can get them to sit in a seat for a couple hours and, and really talk to them and make it an experience. And then we're also going to be doing retreats, too. So there's a lot of things in the pipeline, um, and it's hard to juggle everything, but we're trying to continue leveling up because that's what we preach. Wow.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. So, so now we're at the part of the show. Kevin, this is Ted's favorite part of the show. It's called Around the Horn and we each leave that closing thought that we want people to remember about this episode to help them to become unstoppable. So Kevin, you're the guest of honor. So we'll start with you. What is your closing thought for around the horn?
2: All right. I have two. Um, Number one, the biggest difference between who you are and who you want to be is your habits. Making money is a habit. Fitness is a habit. Building confidence is a habit um, you know, getting your dream relationship requires habits. So when you switch your habits, you switch your results and and that's how you get the results you want in your life. And then this is the one that really speaks to me because it's, I, I think I created it. I'm sure somebody else has said it somewhere in, in the universe. Um, but your reality becomes the parts of your imagination. You hold on to the longest. There are just things I will not let go. I will not let go of the dream car. I will not let go of standing on stage in front of 50,000 people. I won't let go of the dream house. Like, you will pry that from me, you know, dead. That's, that's my imagination. I can, I can see it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I feel it every day. That's what I believe my will, my reality will become because what I said on episode seven is real now. So why can't what I'm saying now be real in 10 years, 20 years?
1: Yeah,
0: that's deep. That's good. (laughs) Two, two
1: profound points. Thank you. I'm over here having a hard time trying to get one profound point right now. Can I just use one of Kevin's profound points? <laughs> <you did? laughs> Two profound points, because how do you follow? How do you follow that, man? I mean, <clears throat> didn't have to. You don't have to leave Kevin. I mean, the point that uh, Kevin made about unlearning is is just as important as is learning, right? Like that. Like that. That was such a profound statement right if you know if someone is people are telling you that you're not this and you're not that throughout your life and you actually start to to buy into that versus once you switch that up and start saying you know kind of making those those positive affirmations like kevin is saying and saying hey you know i'm going to be this i'm going to have this i can do this and no matter what level you're at if you're at that rock bottom level. It's, it's again, you know, it all starts with that whole attitude at that point to say, yeah, I can do this and I'm going to do this <clears throat> in spite of, you know, what I, you know, what I, I don't have, right. If I, you know, if I don't have the education, if I don't have the, the experience, you know, I uh, I oftentimes share with people, you know, like Ted, you know, you're so, you know, kind of, uh, you know, just, the way that you are, like you just, you're like you're just so disciplined. You're so, and I said, you know, for me, I always treat things like I'm I'm locked in a room and I gotta get out. Like I have no choice. Like I gotta get out of this room. Like I got to. And 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 it's and I think that when you have that mindset that you gotta get out, that you gotta figure it out, and you, you know, you know whether it's a, you know whether you know you're, you have your faith. You know, I think it's a, I would say it's kind of, it's, it's faith and hustle, right? Like, that's kind of my thing, right? Like, it's like, okay, you know, there's the faith side of it, right? But then there's a the hustle part of it, right? And if, if you have the faith and the hustle, you know, I think that you can, you know, you can achieve, you know, whatever it is that you, you want to do, no matter how, you know, things are, you know, stacked up against you. And <clears throat> one thing that we've, you know, that, Eric and I, we constantly talk about is just the guests that we've had on the podcast, you know, over the years, right? Where it's like, there's so many of these stories that are, like we said earlier, the the, uh, excuse busters, right? Like, you know, you have this person that, you know, that had this medical challenge or this person that, you know, hitting rock bottom financially, whatever it is, like and they got there they turned it around like they're excuse busters you know and so Kevin you know you've definitely showed us once again that we've had another excuse buster come on this show and we uh we appreciate that and I think that's something that really can uh can help our listeners that if you're looking for a place that's going to give you a bunch of excuses you know you're not going to be able to get it at 30 minute hour nor you're going to be able to get it at next level university so thank you for
2: that thank you Ted
0: those are both great points. And, and so, so my around the horn, it has to do with, like, like, you almost have to be, you you almost have to think opposite of society if you want to succeed, right? Because now society is leaning towards instant results and instant gratification. you got the micro, microwave, you've got, you know, high speed internet, you've got this ability to touch your phone and get whatever you want. So it leads you to that false notion that things aren't supposed to take long. Right. But unfortunately, the things that are worthwhile take time. You know, and like who would have thought, fa- you know, episode number, let's say 288, you know, if you would have, have thrown into the towel, people would be like, well, yeah, you know, that's 288 episodes. I mean, he, he's really
1: had a good run. a
0: lot yeah. of episodes. Or episode 420. <laughs> you know? But, but most people won't stick it out to 500 plus episodes. I, so I think that's just a huge lesson that things take time, that it, it's not going to be overnight. And you just, I, I just, like, I just personally believe you, there's all these stats about, oh, certain number of percentage of businesses fail and da 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 da, a certain number of podcasts fail. Now, one
1: of the main reasons is because people give up too soon. Yeah. Just,
0: I think you just never know how close you are.
1: Yeah. I, no. I think it kind of goes back to, you know, what Kevin was saying also is that, you know, he just really, you really love what you do. Yep. So it's like, you know, you can't think of life without probably w- without, you know, having a mic in front of you and a headset on. And so whether you make the money or not, like you're going to keep pushing, you know, through it. You know? Yep. that's really what it comes down to. I
2: just got engaged. And when, when my girlfriend and I reconnected, uh, we made each other promises. One, I would never make her be an entrepreneur. Two, she would never try to stop me from being one. Because this is like, again, I've, I've traded a lot for this. I've put myself in a ton of debt to get to where I am. Like I've lost friends. I've lost relationships. I've distanced from family, certain family. Like I, When I say whatever it takes, I, that's because I mean it. You know, like I have never quit tattoo to my arm. Like, that's just who, that's just who I am. So mm. I do believe that I have a level of resilience and perseverance, but like, I also feel like I have to do this just because I think I can, you know, and it's just the most fulfilling thing in the world to be like, to actually have a business and a brand and be able to talk and people listen. It's like weird. It's weird for a kid who didn't go to college and, you know, assumed he was going to be in jail somewhere. Mm. Wow. Straight you know.
1: You know, you know, and also, Kevin, you make me feel like I, I need to go work out again. Like you've been talking workout like all day. I'm working out. I'm going to the gym. I'm working out. I'm working out. So I feel like I need to, to go work out again once this show is over. If you if you're not working out, uh, listeners, you better go work out, Kevin. You know, Kevin will help will, will help you to, to, stay focused on working out.
2: I love it. so so kevin
0: how how can people best connect with you
2: sure so if you just search next level university we're on every platform we're on youtube and 4k all that happy jazz um i'm at never quit kid on instagram and then you can just look type kevin Palmieri, and facebook or linkedin and and i'll come up it's just you know if you want a podcast that's like this then we talk about stuff like this seven days a week so we'd love to have you check us out
0: Never quit, kid. That's me. I like, I like that. I
2: like that. One day I'll have to change it when I'm like I'm 32, so I feel like at some point, "Never quit, kid" is probably gonna. I don't know. We'll see. See how long I can stay a kid. I
1: think you can hold that for for a bit. You're only 30. You're only 30. I, like I, was, I was listening to you saying, "Oh yeah," when I was like 26, I'm like, "I'm um, Kevin. You're looking like 26." Like, what do you, what do you mean when you were like 26?
2: I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we certainly want to thank you, Kevin. Kevin Palmieri, everybody, thank you for for what you've shared and uh, all the congratulations to you on all the success you've had and all the success you're going to have with your podcast and your speaking and your coaching and all the other things you've got coming. But uh, we, we promised at the beginning this would be one of those excuse-busting shows, and I think we've accomplished that. I
2: That's hope right. so. I hope so. Thank so, you so, both. No,
0: thank yeah. You. Absolutely. It certainly has been a pleasure. Uh, And don't forget to share the show.
1: Share the show. Share the show.
0: Keep this great episode a secret. Don't keep what Kevin has to offer a secret. Uh, And don't forget also that you can go back and listen to this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those other places you listen to podcasts. That's our show for this week. Until next time. Have a great.